millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello, I'm Charlie Baker and welcome to Glory Hunters here on TalkSport the show that aims to find the smartest celebrity fans in football. Our guests represent the team they've always supported in a contest that can throw up the unlikeliest combinations, and that's just the guest booking. The winning club will progress to the next round, while the losers will get the dreaded vote of confidence. But just who will be sacked in the morning? It's up for grabs now on Glory Hunters. In today's show, team captain Bob Mills, hello Bob, is joined by comedian and Arsenal fan Archie Maddox. Hello gentlemen. Hello. Hey, are you good? I'm very well, team thank you. Team captain, look team, at me. Hey, not, I've got your armband on and everything <laughs> yeah. there, Bob. I was a contestant and then as Archie, <laughs> have a look some wonder, all this could be yours. Because <laughs> it's like one of those things you move the letters around, eventually Baker's going to be gone. You'll be in this chair. I've got one eye on that job, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> That's how it is, is it? Have you ever been a captain before, Bob? Uh, never. Do you know that? I don't think I have. I don't think I've ever been a team captain. In, a, in either in a property, anything. in anything at all. No. And for me, you're oh, full captain. I'm not a leader of men. You're a full That's captain material in no, my eyes, Bob. I'm a follower. I've always been a follower. <laughs> Just a yes man. Yeah. Hey, hang on a minute. We'll come, <laughs> we'll come to that in a minute. No. <laughs> Archie, ever been a captain? I have been a captain, yeah. Have you? What well, yeah, you I was captain, captain school team, uni team, uh, another team called the Holland Park Rangers. Football teams, Football these teams, yeah. What yeah, position? Yeah, yeah. Uh, centre mid. Yeah, I just used to shout at people. Hang on, so in, in fairness to me, I went to school with Ron and Paul Futcher. Oh. So I never had any chance, no one ever had any chance being team captain. Now, Archie, you're representing Arsenal today. Not a problem for you because you're a huge Arsenal fan. Yeah. Very, very big Arsenal fan. And I will annihilate anyone that talks badly about them. Oh, nice. That's what a lovely bit of aggression for this time in the morning. Um, and Bob, you're a Leighton Orient fan, obviously. Will it be a struggle? No, absolutely not. Another London no, team? No, because I've grown up in the heart of a, of a North London Turkish Arsenal family. So, okay. So they've always been uh, around my life. Uh, and I won't have a bad word for Arsenal at all. Inconsistent. That's not a bad word for him at all. Uh, who's your favourite Arsenal player, either of you? Uh, of all time? Yeah. Kenny Sanson. There you go. Dennis Bergkamp. Oh, OK. Quality player. Now, Bob, you and I have something in common, which is not just both uh, uh, sort of mid-range comedians on the circuit, but uh, <laughs> 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 which is that we've both been in Doctor Who. Yes, we have. We've both been in yeah. Dodger, yes. Yeah. Did you speak? I did speak, uh, yes. Well, there, there, sir, you have the better of All right. <laughs> you didn't speak? No, I didn't speak. What was the name of your character? Uh, well, 
for that very reason, like Rock Ingersoll in Galaxy Quest, there would be no name. I was the Imperial Federator's bodyguard. But I did, uh, I did have the scene which ends one episode and starts the other. You know, that's oh, nice, yeah, the sort of... I had the ding do ding 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 scene. What they so. call in EastEnders, the Duff Duff. The Duff Duff, oh, yes. yeah, exactly. Who was your Doctor Who? Matt, Matt. Oh, that was his name, Matt. I was one in, of the newer ones. I was in Peter Davidson's. Oh, were you? Oh, nice. oh, all Scott. creatures great and small. Oh, yeah, proper doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> Tell us about Arsenal, Archie. Well, how did it start? How did the love affair start? Uh, it started because it was a tug of war between my dad and my brother. My dad's a Man United fan. My, aunt, my, my brother is an Arsenal fan. And my brother was more aggressive in his... Uh, his persuasions, let's say. He beat me until I wanted to oh. support Arsenal. So it's always good to support a team like that. It is always good. But do you get, do you get along much? Uh, we don't speak anymore, no. It's, no, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> we, we get along really well. We talk about Arsenal all the time. He lives in Highbury, so we go and watch him as much as we can. Good start to the season. How do you think they're going to carry on? Do you think they're going to kick on? I, slightly... I think we'll make it to fourth. I think that's for the best we can hope for. I think we might do the European uh, UEFA Cup, whatever it's called, Europa League. Europa League, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think, I think that'll be about it. I reckon we'll score a lot and let a lot of goals in. Alongside Natalie Sawyer is musician, <laughs> composer and Man City fan Rick Wakeman, Yay. a man whose talent has propelled him into the Champions League of Music. Welcome to Glory Hunters. God, I was getting bored then. I, mean, <laughs> I was going to say, do you like listening to your own stuff? What no, is it like? I, I, never, I rarely, if ever, listen to my, my own stuff unless I'm really depressed and then want to get even more depressed. No, it's very hard to listen to your own stuff. So, so I, 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 well, I don't. When you hear it, do you hear different things to everybody else? Do you hear like, oh, I played that a bit it, wrong? Or it that depends on the piece. I think it's like the Bowie stuff and the, and the T-Rex stuff. You, you just remember... That, the times you spent with them, it does kind of, does sort of come flooding back. I must admit, yeah. You've played on over two thousand two thousand records. Is that yeah, well, I'm right? old. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, and you yeah, started it's, early. Yeah, it's about two. I started in '65. I did the first sessions for people. Then did loads went through '71. Those were the days when you did two or three a day. Yeah. You know, like sort of ten to one in the morning. You'd be along doing you know loads of stuff, uh, and you never knew what you were going to do. So you could be doing sort of. Clive Dunn, Grandad, followed by Love Grows Like My Rosemary's Nose. Did you play on Grandad? I did the follow-up on it. I did uh, Grandad, Grandma, I Love You. Grandma, you, everybody, we I love, love you. you. It, it Just was, two of us. Yeah, so you'd be doing all sorts of things. You could be doing Black Sabbath in, in the evening, as I say, Clive Dunn, and, or, or you could be doing anything. It was great fun. Did you ever play on something and think, oh, that's a load of rubbish, never hear of that again, and yeah, then it was a huge hit? Oh, no, it was a huge, huge hit. You could... I know it sounds so you you did learn to sort of spot them, 
I mean, so when I did the T-Rex stuff and obviously the Bowie stuff, where we did Space Oddity first of all, you just sort of know that that's, that's, yeah, cl yeah. that's classy. That really is good. Now, Rick, you and Elvis are the only two people I've ever seen in music who could carry off a cape. I'm yeah. disappointed you haven't got yours on today. No, I haven't got it on today. It's interesting. There's a lot of Elvis connections uh, that I've got. Um, um, did you ever meet him? Uh, no, uh, close. My, my father was an Elvis impersonator. Oh, right. But he, didn't, he did really badly. There, was, there wasn't much call for it in 1937. <laughs> he, uh, he, he, he actually did introduce me to Elvis. <laughs> Sorry about That's that. such a good joke. <laughs> Sorry, I know. I must behave myself. I do apologise. Uh, I, I, he, he, he came to a couple of Yes shows. Yeah, because uh, we we shared the, yeah we oh, showed the same same PA company and we actually played in Memphis the the day he died and that was really tough. You got an audience of like twenty five thousand people in tears. Yeah, you know, I've done like, gigs like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was my Edinburgh Fringe just, just now. Just an average show for yeah. me. <laughs> but it, it, was, it was a it was a it was a strange night. Yeah, the the cape things. Yeah, yeah. Who it, did did you design your own costumes and outfits? They came by. They came by accident, really. I I used to carry. Well, I still do carry loads and loads of keyboards about. And there was a review back in 1971 that said that I looked like a demented spider with legs and arms going everywhere, <laughs> trying to play all the things. Yeah. And I became really conscious of the self-conscious. And we did uh, an outdoor festival, which was introduced by the local DJ in Hartford. And uh, he was wearing a three-quarter length cape. And when he turned round, he was enormous. I thought, that cape hides a multitude of seats. <laughs> so he came off and I Very said... Very slimming a cape. And I said, yeah. I said, can I, can I buy your cape? And he went, no. And I said, go on. And I'd just been proud. I got $200 in my back pocket in $20, $20 bill. And I said, I'll give you all I've got. This is my, my, my wage is $200. And he looked at it and he went, you're all right then. So he took the money. I put the cape on, came off. And our lighting guy, Michael Tate, came to me and said, you just found the answer but it's not a black cape like that. We need to get you a real sparkly, glittery sequin cape so that it catches the lights. And he said, I know, I know a lady who will make them for you. And he introduced me to this lady in, uh, in Cleveland, and she made, she made the capes, and that's how it all started. And I, I, still, I still wear them in all the rock shows, and if I don't, people complain like crazy. Where was the cape? Yeah, I, I get it all, yeah. Uh, and when I do South America, it's actually they write it in the contract that I will wear one of the classic original capes because in their magazines that's all they print picture of you in the in the in the cape. So go okay, any friend of Batman's a friend of mine. Yeah. Ever worn a cape, Bob? Uh, I've never worn a cape. No, although being a, a massive uh, prog rock fan, uh, although Rick was probably the the, the king of the capes, they, they, there were a lot of capes about. David oh, David, David Allen from copy Gong capes, wore, just copy wore capes. A cape, the guy at PMF. Yeah, he wore a cape. They became a thing because it, you see, it's very easy there if you're a guitarist. Yeah, but if you're a keyboard player, you haven't really got the ability to swirl. But if you've got no, a cape, that's very true. You can swirl yeah. in a cape. You're moving around. So. Well, the actress Olivia Coleman has just spoken about capes, yeah. and she wore one on the red carpet, and it gave her a lot more confidence. She said, ah. have a cape." Ah, maybe mm. we should, Natalie. Do you think you should wear a Next cape week, for Glory I'll Hunters? I'll be in. <laughs> Next week, with my cape. Big GH on it. Red yeah. and white, red and white striped cape. Mm. Well, there we are. Right, the scene is set <laughs> for Man City versus Arsenal. Our first All Premier League clash. Let's see who goes first. Let's listen to this clip, and a question will follow. When the seagulls follow the trawler, it's because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. Eric Cantona, of course, with his famous Seagulls clip. Bob, your team, Arsenal, with Archie. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you both, I'm going to come to Bob's team first. 
What have bathers on Britain's beaches been advised to do in order to prevent seagulls from attacking them? I don't know the answer. I can hazard a guess. You give I'll... your idea for the answer and then I'll well, give you the answer. I feel like Archie needs time because this has been my answer. Exactly. Do we have need to go, do we need to in the corner? go over <laughs> yeah. to Man City first, Archie? Why no, you let, let Bob take control because I, I well, feel like well, the, the actual reason I think it's absolute nonsense is that they should stare them, stare them out. Stare them out. Stare them think. in the eyes. Whereas, in fact, when the fact that birds have actually got two eyes that go in different directions, it's almost impossible to stare at a seagull. And also, that only happens if you're one-on-one, which is very rare. Natalie, Rick, any ideas? Yeah, what have bathers on Britain's beaches been advised to do in order to prevent seagulls from attacking them? I, I would hazard a guess, go in the sea. Go in the sea, oh, you think yeah. I'll get to get away yeah, from that. Natalie, I mean, any I think ideas? The staring one is fantastic. I like the yeah. idea of staring one down. Yeah, I'll just go with what Rick go said. In the sea, go yeah. in the sea, escape them. So, uh, Bob and Archie, you're saying stare at them. Natalie and Rick, you're saying go in the sea. The answer is stare at them, Bob Mills and Archie Maddox. Researchers have found that seagulls are intimidated by eye contact, not the ones I've seen. That means Arsenal would kick things off as they attempt to convince us that they are the biggest club here today. Plus, Ian Holloway shares some of his favourite football quotes. I don't want Rooney to leave these shores, but if he does, I think he'll go abroad. That's next on Talk Sport. So Arsenal with Bob and Archie are kicking off and we start with this. My club's bigger than your club. My club's bigger than your club. Yes, Arsenal, Bob and Archie, you have 30 seconds to tell us why Arsenal is a bigger club than Manchester City. Your time starts now. Right, first and foremost, Invincibles, we were never beaten in that season, which is the only time that's ever happened in the Premier League. And we're the only top league team to have never been relegated in the English division system. So that tells you that we are the best team and we haven't got loads of money from a different country to buy us a bunch of trophies. So there we go. Anything you want to add, Bob? Yeah, history would, would tend to support that. However, I would say, in fact, that that would be the one the argument you shouldn't do is that they've been down because I think the fact that they've been in the third division uh, Man City we, they, we've had them at Orient and then come back in some ways gives them slightly more uh, stature I would argue yeah, it doesn't Bob, a wonderful like ca- captain's what? own goal there why from, are you uh, kamikaze <laughs> 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 yeah, lovely own goal there Ting then there's <laughs> the 30 seconds Bob Mills stepped in scored an own goal and went off what a lovely I feel like this is three against one no, <laughs> it did feel a little bit like it didn't I it, agree entirely with Archie they are de- definitely a bigger club <laughs> uh, Archie I'm going to take up some I mean it was you said some good things the invincible season they were invincible in the league weren't they? they I think they lost six or seven games that season doesn't matter we were invincible in the league it's never been done in the league yeah so not in the cup so not quite invincible is it I think it's a bit of a myth also what the US owned Arsenal USA owned Arsenal Stan Kroenke owns Arsenal yeah but he's not giving no, us any no money no foreign money so whatsoever <laughs> he's not giving <laughs> us any money not it's giving a you different any money he's at not all. giving us any money mate okay I'm going to take off for both those things I'm going to take off two goals so what I'm going to give you six and, and Bob's own goal so five goals you're going to get five Five goals from there. I don't think this is fair. Well, we'll find out um, as we cross over to uh, Manchester City. Natalie Sawyer, Rick Wakeman. Could you please tell us why Manchester City are a bigger club than Arsenal? Well, for the very reason that Bob said. I mean, (laughs) Arsenal have never had to suffer the the pain of standing on the terraces with 3,000 other people at York City, getting beat 2-1, and then 
somehow having to fight your way back because every club wanted to beat us. So the supporters have had a rotten time for many, 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 many years. And when you go through all of that, you appreciate the good times. So the good times have come now. I don't care where the money comes from. It can come from a bloody seagull for all I care. I don't care. The fact of life is that City have clawed their way back and a lot of their supporters have done that. And that makes them a club to be proud of, and they're a big club. Arsenal have never, they've always been up the, the, the top league, they've never had to worry, they've always had a bit of money wherever it's come from. Who cares? They've, they, they wouldn't even know, I don't think, have they ever played Leighton Orient? We don't need to. Yes, we have. We got a one-all draw with them in the FA Cup. Oh, the nice one. I like that, Bob. And you're trying to say that after that, they're a bigger club than City. You've got to be joking. <laughs> there it is. Oh, and I wholeheartedly agree with everything you Thank said. Thank you, Natalie. Yes. <laughs> didn't, really, Bob, you've dug your own grave in this. In this. In well, this imagine. Round. Uh, sorry, we, we did get a one-all draw with Arsenal in the cup. We did beat Man City three-nil in the league. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I didn't. That wasn't part of Rick's <laughs> argument. So, um, uh, playing York City and losing two-one in front of three thousand people is my club Torquay's dream. So, uh, uh, I'll yeah. take a point off for that. And um, we also have established that you are also a Brentford fan, so you could have just supported them in Division Three. So, I'll take a point off for that as well. So, I'm going to take four points off for that, which is six goals for Man City. And at the end of that round, it, it's Man City 6, excuse Arsenal me, ref, 5. Ref, ref, excuse me. Uh, that season that City were down into Brentford had actually gone down to the fourth tier. So I could not have gone there that year. Well, there we are. You could, well, the, the round's over. So <laughs> it's a shame. It's a, it's a, Take it's another a, point off for that. No, I'm not taking another point off. VAR. This is ridiculous. VAR, no, roll it back, roll it forward. Everything's fine. I am correct. Right, here we go. Now, former QPR manager Ian Holloway is a man who can weave words into a delicate gossamer web of wisdom. Gossamer web of wisdom. Was that one of your albums um, in the it 70s? It probably was, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like one of mine. Good. So who better to share some of his favourite quotes from the world of sport? All you have to do is tell us who said it originally. Now, uh, Rick and Natalie, you are currently in the lead, so you're going to go first on this round. Can you tell us, please, who said this originally? The FA have given me a pat on the back. I've taken violence off the terrace in. And onto the pitch. There we are. Was it A, Vinnie Jones, B, Neil Ruddock, C, Matt Holland? Shall we hear the quote again? The FA have given me a pat on the back. I've taken violence off the terrace in and onto the pitch. There we wow. are. Rick, Natalie, who do you, you imagine think? imagine it's quite a Vinnie Jones thing it's, to say. It is very Vinnie. It's also, I can imagine Neil was saying it mm, as well. Yeah, Matt Holland, too nice. Can't too be yes. Matt Holland. Yeah, no, can't be Matt. So it's down to oh. Vinnie or... Well, my gut instinct was Vinny, but... OK, let's go with your gut instinct. We'll you... go with that. We'll go with Vinny uh, Jones. Natalie Sawyer saying Vinny Jones. The answer is Vinny Jones. Oh, Congratulations. Well done, well Very done good. Natalie. Archie well done. and Bob, we're going to come to you next. Who said this originally? Alex Ferguson is Manchester United. Cut him and he will bleed red. Uh, was it Alan Shearer, Gary Lineker or Alan Brazil? Let's hear the quote again. Alex Ferguson is Manchester United. Cut him and he will bleed red. Really could have been anyone. It could have been. <laughs> Although I can imagine Brazil saying that. I can, yeah, Brazil. I think he'd be more famous if Brazil had said it, though, because his sayings you hear a lot. You choose. I, I, did either of you hear the Shearer Owen row this week? I yeah. did. I did hear the row. I what really did you think of it, Archie? It. I, I loved it, man. I felt, Michael Owen's lost his mind. I don't, know, I don't know what's happened to him since he's retired, but he was well boring, and now he's suddenly just sending shots at everyone, which I'm really enjoying. <laughs> Called selling books, Archie. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, there we are. Who do we think said this then? Alan Shearer, Gary Lineker, or Alan Brazil? 
I think it might be Alan Shearer, you know. That right. seems like something he'll okay. say. Let's go for Alan Shearer. Going with Alan Shearer. The answer is Alan Brazil. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, sorry. Talk there we are. Oh. Yeah. Next oh, one. Sorry, Here we go. Let's have the quote for the next one. I don't want Rooney to leave these shores, but if he does, I think he'll go abroad. Was it Ian Wright, Gary Neville or Ray Stubbs? Did you ever meet Wayne Rooney, Rick? Or who's the, who's the most famous footballer you've ever met? George Best, I knew well. He was a good mate. Um, but uh, it won't give, be Stubbsy. Yeah, give us an op- the, the, the options again. Stubbs. Ian Wright, Gary Neville or Ray Stubbs? I think, I think Ian Wright might have said that. Yes, between Ian Wright and Gary Neville, I think. I don't think Ray Stubbs would say. No, Next no. Next Ray Stubbs, why not? No, I don't uh, think so. No. I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll go, because you were right the last time. Oh, I don't know. We'll go yeah. Ian Wright. Yeah. Yeah. Go for Ian Wright. The answer is Ian Wright. Yeah. Well Congratulations. Done, so back well to you. Done. Arsenal, Bob Mills, Archie Maddox. Who said this? Berbatov put the penalty away like he was just putting a penalty away. <laughs> there we are. Was it John Motson, B, Clive Tildesley, or C, Chris Kamara? Motson, Tildesley, Kamara. That does sound like a Cammy thing to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 cammy has got way yeah. too excited. He's back in the studio again, not outside. And he's just lost his mind and just <laughs> said whatever words has come to him. Is that what we're saying, Bob? Unbelievable, Jeff. It is Chris Kamara. <laughs> oh, there we surprise. are. Is it me or could he not say penalty then? Ian, Ian, Ian Holloway. Ian Holloway, then. Cause it's, it's like, have you heard um, John Hartson say penalty? He says penalty. He goes, it's, it's a penalty. And I'm like, oh, it's penalty, P E N. It's like people who say Speaking pre- Welsh, performance. Performance. That annoys uh, me, performance. And Westminster. There we are. Oh, that's number one. And, and, yeah. Any Pacific. When they, Specific. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When they mean Atlantic, yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. 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 My Aunt Esther used to say, put it on the mangle piece. She used, oh, to say that was lovely. she used to love that, yeah. Lovely. Well, there we are. So that was nothing to do with football, but we've all had a nice time. So the scores <laughs> at the end of that round are Arsenal 6, Manchester City 8. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
going to take a break from the quiz at the moment. Well, it's not quite a break, so we're still going to do a quiz. But these next couple of rounds will be for the benefit of our podcast listeners. Do remember to leave us a review on iTunes if you can. It was a shorter show this week, but there's no reason why we should slack off and shortchange you in the podcast. Time now for Back in the Day, where we travel back to a landmark year in both clubs' history. Now, Archie and Bob, we're going to go back to 1998 and this... It's a dream double for Arsenal. The champions have won the FA Cup and Arsene's academy has come up with the right answers again. Arsenal's victory over Newcastle at Wembley secured the league and cup double. But what else do you remember of that year, 1998? Are we ready? Question one. Ahead of the FA Cup final, the Arsenal team released their own version of Donna Summer's Hot Stuff. was Archie's face throughout it was like please why are you playing this Arsenal are supposed to be I think for a moment he questioned his thing <laughs> 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 I thought he apologised that's one of the worst things we're ever Arsenal singing in the background were, I think they were Arsenal in the background I like they'd taken a word with three syllables and, and made it into two <laughs> syllables hot stuff <laughs> Arsenal <laughs> <laughs> Donna Summer, of course, I wasn't know why she'd done a duet with Arsenal, did you? A brilliant duet with Musical You. Uh, what was that? Uh, unconditional Love. Give me your unconditional love. The kind of love. It's a oh. brilliant song, if you ever get a chance. You know, when musical, when, you know when musical Youth are in Cornwall, Bob? Yeah, what are they called? <laughs> do you know what they do? What? They pass the duchy on the left-hand side. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there we are. Uh, but where... <laughs> No. The other lyric I, I uh, the other lyric I liked in that was "You're telling us we're boring. We'll just keep on scoring." It was lovely, wasn't it? I'm Darchie, I'm have you got that? Have yeah. you got that? that? I've got that. Oh, you're a big Arsenal fan. I'm have a big Arsenal. Well, I, I regret supporting them after that song. Anyway, anyway, but where? <laughs> the question is, where did that get in the charts in 1998? Was it A, 18, B, 28, C, 9, 18, 28? Nine in nineteen ninety eight. I mean, if it got higher than twenty eight, then I think that we we deserve everything bad that's happening <laughs> to us right now <laughs> as a country. I'd be amazed if we got in twenty eight. If we got higher than twenty eight, then twenty eight. You going with twenty eight? It got to number nine oh, in the no, chart. You're what? lying. And that's when you had to properly what? sell records as well. Wow. Not like now, you sell five and you're number two. <laughs> Okay, let's go to question two. The world two. needs to burn immediately. 1998 was also the year of this. Oh, Brian, it could be a red card. That's what that's what Alan Shearer's what? worried about. What for Beckham? Yes, because he retaliated. And it's a yellow card. Him. Wait a minute, he's taking another card out for Beckham. It's a red card for David Beckham. Here we are David Beckham sent off during England's World Cup quarter-final against Argentina. How many players in total have been sent off for England during the World Cup finals? What uh, What are the options? One. Two or three? Well, it's definitely two. Is there another one that we've missed? Oh, who are your two? I'm sure that Beckham and, and I'm sure that Ray Wilkins got sent off for rolling a ball. Didn't we have Rooney mm. sent off in one? No, that was Euros. What well, didn't Neville? No. 
I think it's free. I think it's got but to be Let's go three. for three, then yeah. there's one we don't You're going know. to go for three? The answer is three. Ray Wilkins in 1986, Beckham in 98, and Wayne Rooney in go. 2006. Oh, no. Question three. Which of the following didn't make their debut in 1998? A, the MP3 player. B, Gareth Barry. C, Channel 5. Which of the following didn't make their debut in 1998? The MP3 player, Gareth Barry, Channel 5. I think it's Gareth Barry. That's 21 years ago. So about, I mean, how old is he now? No, he could have done. He could be 30. How old is Gareth Barry? I think he made his debut in 99. Okay. All right, Gareth Barry. The answer is Channel 5. It was oh. launched in 1997. There we are. Points don't matter because it's the podcast, but well done, lads. Okay, <laughs> quite... <laughs> Okay, Natalie and Rick, we're going to go back to 2012 and this. It's finished at Sunderland. Manchester United have done all they can. That Rooney goal was enough for the three points. Manchester City are still alive here. Balotelli, Aguero! Did someone stand on his toe during that? <laughs> that, like like it. It. that goal that meant Man City were crowned league champions after beating QPR 3-2 in 2012. But what else do you remember from that year, 2012? Here we go. Question one. Poland and Ukraine hosted Euro 2012, which saw England crash out of another tournament on penalties. But can you name one of England's scorers in the shootout against Italy, which they lost 4-2? Uh, Just one. Shearer? No, it'd be, that'd be too late for him. Yeah, just, yeah I suppose. It, it must be. be someone like a Gerard or a Rooney. Yeah, let's go for Gerard. It'd be Lampard, was Lampard? Lampard, right? I don't know if he Lampard. All right, we'll go with Frank Lampard. Go with Frank Lampard. And you said could be a Rooney or a Gerard. Let's find out. Stephen Gerard. Brilliantly done for the captain. Absolutely no mistake. There's one. Wayne Rooney can put England ahead in the shootout here. State from their number 10. Oh, Rooney and Gerard was the Brilliant. answer. Questions. Great. Well done, Nashville. <laughs> shut up for well now. Right. No, you did very well. Now, uh, question two. <laughs> London lying. hosted the 2012 Olympics, which saw Team GB finish third in the medal table with a total of 65 medals. But how many of them were gold? How many gold medals in the 2012 Olympics for Team GB? 25, 27 or 29? 25, 27 sure? or 29? Pretty sure. You go 27? I thought 27. Well, you're always right. No, so I'm not always right. You are, Nathalie. You're, you're always right. There's always a time I'm wrong. No, you won't be wrong this time, so go for it. No. 27. And this is the time that Natalie is wrong, because the answer is 29. <laughs> there we are. That was I, seem highest... to, I just seem to recall the say they just needed that one more gold medal for the 30. Well, if you'd said that, Rick, I would have gone with yeah, you. Yeah, but I've been wrong all I the know. time. No, it was you fine. You had method. You, you, you didn't show your workings out, Rick, which would have been good. No, though. that's That true. was their highest since 1908. I should have known it, because I talked about it last, last time. Why, how many did they get in 1908? Who knows? Question three. The Queen was escorted to the opening ceremony by James Bond, whose latest film was in cinemas that summer. But what was the film? Was it Casino Royale? Quantum of Solace? Nothing rhymes with solace, does it? <laughs> no. <laughs> or Boris. <laughs> Boris. <laughs> Boris. Okay. Or finally this one. Crumbles, 
Free trifo, apple crumbo. So. It sounds like scaffolding, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't it? It's a great song, though, but let, which one do you... Rick, you ever written, a, well, I ever written a, a James Bond theme or been no, close? No, no, I've, I've played on some of the soundtracks as a session guy years ago. But uh, no, I never, never... Of course, I'd love to yeah. be involved to do that. But I, I got a feeling it was Skyfall because they did the whole thing of... Uh, of the, the lady who plays the queen or whatever is coming down in the helicopter thing and being or whatever it was mm -hmm. parachuted down into the so it makes sense that they want to plug Skyfall so I'll say Skyfall what do you mean the lady who plays the queen it was the queen <laughs> <laughs> let's find out what the answer is Yes, James Bond and the Queen were the stars of the Olympic opening ceremony in 2012, a ceremony that presented an image of Britain as a united and happy place has <laughs> continued ever, ever since. Now, here on Glory Hunters, we like to probe in areas other shows shy away from, and that's why we do this. Coming to you live from London, well, not live, we've recorded this on Thursday. Our esteemed panel are about to face the scrutiny of the general public. It's a question of sport time. There we are. Can we have our first question, please? Um, hello. Um, uh, I'd like to ask the panel if, if you could be anyone from the world of sport, who would it be and why? There we are. If you could be anyone from the world of sport, who would it be and why, Archie? Uh, anyone in the world of sport? Yeah. Uh, I'd quite like to be Tyson Fury for a bit. Hmm. Yeah. He seems like he has a quite interesting life. Yeah. Have you ever done any boxing? Uh, I tried to box once and I was, I've got a glass jaw. So someone hit me and I went straight down and thought, no, I'm not getting up again. <laughs> Bob, who would you like to be in the world of sports? Oh, no one. To be honest, I've never ever really felt the need to, to be. A... David Bryant. Oh, yes. The bowler. The, yeah, the, crown, the crown green bowler. Yeah, David. From Newton Abbott. Yes, because he was a great hero, man, because that, that was my game when I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, yes. Three times, as a, a point, three times Cheshire League under under 17 champions. That fact is very much your I met Pele. Yes. <laughs> At the ages of 14, 15 and 16, I was the under 17 uh, champion. And I met David uh, Bryan. People get facetious about this. I took an end off David Bryan. Did you? Yes, I did. I and think you should get back, get back into the game, well, Bob. It sounds like you were good at it. I'll tell you why, because he always he was a very dignified man, he was a very quiet man, he was he was very polite, very nice to people. And he's the only sportsman that I've ever met who I've actually thought was kind of a role model. Because most of the ones I've met basically have have either been, you know, really nice blokes who I've got on with yeah. or a little bit iffy. Did you take up the pipe because of it? Because oh, I did affect a pipe in later <laughs> years. I don't think it was because of David, but like most young men, there was a time in my late teens when I affected uh, a pipe, pipe, yeah, which made me very ill, as it did because you just a tobacco start, pipe. Yeah, yeah, you open up oh, a right. cigarette and put the tobacco into it and yeah. try and smoke that. Yeah, be viciously, viciously. Ill. Yeah, David Bright, Rick sports people who's your who would you like to be uh, of any person in history any sports person in history well it's a selfish answer really uh, I mean I love golf and I got half decent at one stage I got down to nine it was really Did good you? and I could whack the ball a long way enough but uh, as I've reached my 70s I have lost my distance oh. so I was thinking what we were talking there that perhaps I'd like to be somebody like uh, Annika Sorenstam 
because then I could play off the ladies' tees. Oh, right. And that would really help me tremendously. He'd probably be allowed to anyway, yeah. if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's really funny. One of the hardest things is, as you get older, when you lose your distance. And it, it really, it, it's so annoying. Yeah. You, you can't, you know, you used to whack it like 290, 300 yards, and now you're down to like 240, 250, and it's it really great. Is, is that pure uh, muscle that you've lost or is it your rhythm that you've lost or what do you feel like you've lost it's a mixture of, of of muscle rhythm uh technique and actually hitting the ball yeah. <laughs> which you need all, all of those but it's very frustrating i don't play anywhere near as much as i used to uh because i just get really frustrated with myself i don't get annoyed or lose my temper but it's just that you, you know you hit the hit the ball and go I used to be 50 yards further down. I, I remember I, I remember going to a golf course once. I got a cab there. And I said to the cab driver, can you, to the cabbie, can you, can you get there? I need to be there in 15 minutes. He said, I'll get there in 10 minutes, mate. Because I know more routes and I can drive it faster. Than, and I thought, he's a bit of a big-headed driver. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I, I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking, I was, I was going to go for what's what they call Lewis Hamilton behind his back. <laughs> <laughs> Which would have been shorter and more concise. Than just, yeah. Natalie, come to you. Well, my, mine is golf thing as well. I think Rory McIlroy. Oh, I think yeah. right now, you know, he's living the life. Why would you want to be Rory McIlroy? He, he won 15 million he quid won. the other day. Oh, oh, okay. So that, For playing uh, one tournament, essentially. Um, yeah, I mean, he's won millions and millions of pounds alone. Uh, this year, and that's from winning just three tournaments. So we're not even thinking about the tournaments he's played in and just, you know, either made the cut or not made the cut. Uh, all his sponsorship deals as well. He gets to play in iconic, beautiful venues. Mm. He's won yeah, like, all the majors yeah. bar the Masters. I just think he's living but the life. If you were, so if you became, you had this great wish and you became Rory McIlroy for the day, then you would think, brilliant, because I'm going to play at Valderrama and I'm going to go around, I'm going to play scratch goal and at the end of it, I'm going to be really dull. He's an incredibly no, dull he's man. He just, I think he likes his family. He's a phenomenally dull man. Oh, well, a very know. rich dull man. Yeah, a rich dull man. That's what you want to be, a yeah. rich dull man. Your ambition, Natalie Sawyer, is to be a rich dull man. I don't think he I don't think he is a dull man. I think he just concentrates on his game and he goes home and he sees his family and that's what he does. He just, All right, let's not out. say dull then. Let's yeah. say unexciting. Say, well, unexciting, there yes. we are. That's what we're going to say. Right, we're going to finish by asking one more question. It's not in the question time round. We're going to ask this. Have any of our panel ever met Basil Brush. I know he was in Edinburgh this summer, Archie. I did, did meet, you meet him. him. I did meet him this summer, yeah. Did, I did. Did and you say hello? I said hello to him and he, one, he wouldn't look me in the eyes, which really annoyed me yeah. for ages. Like a seagull. Yeah, like, exactly yeah. like a goal, mate. Come on. <laughs> like look, a goal. We're outside the know. Matrix now. We know what's <laughs> happening. Uh, I did meet him and he, he was a, a very nice fox. <laughs> a very nice <laughs> talking fox. fox, yeah. I saw him in pantomime. That counts. Yeah. Well, who who was it? Who else was in the pantomime? Oh gosh, now that was a long time. It was a Beck Theatre though. Pele. So. In Hayes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to always go to pantomime or yeah. whatever they had on at Beck That's Theater. behind you now. Um, I've, worked, uh, Bob, I've worked with Basil yeah, oh, on his TV show. Yeah. When I used to do a lot of extra work, one of the jobs that I had was I think I had to play. I think for some it was a car mechanic, and we were working on on a car, and Basil came along. I think Mr. Roy it would have been Mr. at the time. Roy, yeah. I think it was Mr. Roy's car we were working on, and he was disparaging about the job that oh. we were doing. Yes. You say the exhaust keeps going boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah, something, like that. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Now I think the reason we've asked the question, you have met Basil Brush, Rick? Yes, <laughs> regrettably. Uh, I was doing a program with with Danny Baker called Bygones. 
going way back, and we were recording at the Beeb, and I walked into the wrong studio where Basil was rehearsing. And it was the, the guy who was with him was the guy, not with his hand up, Basil, but the guy the next was the guy who, used, who was in um, a Yes Minister. Oh, Derek yeah. Foles, yeah. Derek Foles, yeah. yeah. And he, he, he was there. And I went in and, and he stopped and, and Basil looked at me and said, went, oh, it's Rick Wakeman. I said, yeah. He said, what are you doing now? So I've come in the wrong studio. And he went, oh, really? I said, yeah. He said, well, f*** off then. <laughs> <laughs> so I was told to f*** by Basil. Brush. And I went to see uh, a few years ago, he was in pantomime at Ipswich at the Regent. And I took some of the grandchildren along. And we went back afterwards and uh, just to, to say hello and of course he's a different guy with his hand yeah. up Basil now and I just I, I happened to mention the, the the story and he did, did wait till the grandchildren had left he went by the way Rick you spent my seat he said so I'm the only person who's been told to twice by Basil wow. Brush This is Glory Hunters on TalkSport with me, Charlie Baker. Today's fixture is Manchester City versus Arsenal. And the score is currently Arsenal 6, Manchester City 8. On the Man City team sheet are Natalie Sawyer and musician Rick Wakeman, while comedian Archie Maddox and Bob Mills are representing Arsenal. Arsenal, Bob, can you believe it? Yeah, that's fine. And also... 6-8, that's the kind of scoreline I think you've got to get used to if you're an Arsenal fan. I'm not talking to you, Bob. Where did it go? We scored six goals. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. We've got to be 8-6. That's going to happen. Emery cannot line up a defence, can he? He really cannot do it. But now, I want each of you to abandon your principles and go all out for glory in the round we call Sporting Heretics. <laughs> In this round, I'm going to invite each of our panel to deliver a piece of pure sporting blasphemy, the kind of thing that would normally cause outrage amongst right-thinking sports fans. An opinion you wouldn't express in polite company. However, this is a safe space and you have the freedom to express your thoughts here, however unpalatable they may be. In fact, the more horrified, shocked and disgusted I am, the more you will score. That is how it works. We're going to start with Bob Mills and he is going to say Pele is overrated. Here's a conversation you'll have a lot if you're a football fan. Yeah, who's the greatest? Though? Who's the greatest player ever? And depending on your age, um, um, Messi and Ronaldo is the big dispute now. If you're my sort of age and you go back to George Best, I always put Bobby Charlton because I think he's, funnily enough, one of the most underrated, brilliant footballers. However, you've got to start taking Pelé out of the equation, OK? Because Pelé, the record has to be viewed with some level of suspicion. It's as simple as that. Because apparently he scored over 7,000 goals in even less amount of matches. Than the... A lot of the games that Pele played in were for Santos in, in league games in Brazil and South America, which is like saying he was playing for the Harlem Globetrotters. They were exhibition games, a lot of his games. He had a very good tournament. In 1958, as a young player, he came into a sensational team uh, and performed very well and won the World Cup. In subsequent World Cups, he was far too easy. You could kick him off the ball far too easily, okay? If you, th if you look at the, uh, the, the, the stick that Lionel Messi gets, right? What he has to put up with, what Cristiano Ronaldo, any, any modern footballer, what they have to put up with, Pelé would have been out of the game in, in, within the first 10 minutes because he, he, couldn't take, he couldn't take a tackle. He couldn't bounce back up. So. I think we should look at him with great affection because he's been a great ambassador for the sport, 
but really I don't think he can any longer be seriously considered amongst the all-time greats. I think it's absolutely disgraceful what you said. I think because he's bigger than football, he is iconic. That is the point. It's like saying, oh, Muhammad Ali only fought bums for the first 10 years of his life. He, 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 the, you can't just wipe off the goals he scored. I'm absolutely furious about it, Bob, which is why you're getting nine goals oh, out of 10. There we are. Uh, wow. So Natalie, Qatar is a great place to hold the World Cup. Of course it is. It's going to be really exciting. It's all about breaking the stronghold of Europe and South America. Let's not forget South Africa and the World Cup there, how amazing it was and how we all fell in love with those Vuvuzelas. Let's not forget that. So we can't stay in the comfort zones for the World Cup and Qatar is exactly that. So the fact that it's going to be in winter as well is going to be only going to be good for the players because they'll already be match fit, they'll already have been playing a few months, so they'll have got used to playing, they won't have excuses of, well, you know, it's the summer and they're knackered from the season before. So they'll be hitting their stride in terms of fitness, having not long returned to a new season. The heat won't be a problem either. Air conditioning, it'll all be sorted. The timing of the matches will help that as well. And, you know, why can't we play somewhere hot? For goodness sake, you can get a drink, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And we have to remember, this is the World Cup. So the World Cup needs to go on the roadshow. It needs to be seen across the world. And it shouldn't matter what the conditions are. So if it's cold, if it's hot, and if it's really, really hot, well, why can't it be played in Qatar? I absolutely hated your argument because I think it was basically because you've just been on holiday to Dubai, <laughs> which is near Qatar. And yeah, it's, I think it's yeah. you basically angling for another Just free holiday. Just think it'd be nice to go to Qatar. <laughs> to, to, to Qatar. Yeah. You had a look at it and yeah. thought, I think the, it's going to absolutely ruin everyone's winter, this World Cup. Absolutely ruin the whole rhythm. It'll make the festive period so nice, It will absolutely though. ruin everybody's Christmas. We all it, love, we the, love. The best bit of football is October to, to February. We all know that is the best but bit of football. we love football at Christmas time. We're just going to get more of it. It's going to spoil it. I absolutely hate your argument, which means you get nine goals, which is a shame. Uh, Rick Wakeman, yeah. Leicester City winning the league was a terrible thing. It was awful. I mean, Leicester City really have always been a sort of a ping pong side, up and down, up and down, up and down. Uh, Filbert Street, the only good thing was when they built the new ground because Filbert Street was always a strange old place. But it was, it was a team that played that year that they won it when... They were extremely lucky because what happens is in that season, every team will every team will have a bad day, an off day. Leicester just managed to play them on the days when they were having an off day. So they had a whole season of playing sides who just weren't on form on the day they played them. So therefore they sort of won the title by default anyway. And, and also everybody knew that the following season they were likely to struggle, the poor old manager, who I know, so I feel sorry for was going to get the tin tack and somebody else was going to come in. It was just a, a pure one-off that was not good. We all love the underdog, but we don't like the underdog to win the eventual thing. There we are, Rick Waitman there, weighing in on Leicester City. I thought it was pretty sort of uh, brass, brassy is the phrase I'm going to go for, um, for a Man City fan to say that it was quite lucky and they had a good day when Man City needed to win 14 games out of 14 the end of last season to win the league. That was class. That was just pure class, <laughs> is it? No luck involved yeah. at all. Yeah, I mean, no, no luck involved. I like that you called Filbert Street a weird place, an odd place to go. That was good fun. And uh, also another celebrity friend we found out then, which was, which was uh, we, we, we found out already in today's quiz that you knew uh, George Best. Yeah. And then we've got the, the old Tinker Man himself. So, I mean, I, 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 the trouble is I quite liked your argument 
about Leicester City there, and I sort of agreed with some of it. So oh I'm going to go yes. for. I'm going to give you seven goals, Rick. Seven still goals. Good. That's, still oh. good. That's still pretty good. Archie Maddox, we come to you last. Footballers should be paid more money. Footballers should be paid more money. I don't think they're given nearly enough for the volume of skill that they showcase. Like people often say that like giving birth is the hardest thing in the world, but I don't know if you've ever tried to kick a ball and run at the same time and aim it at a goal. It is nearly impossible to do all of those things. And you know, when you're giving birth, you're in a room, you're, there's people supporting you going there, you can do it, have some gas and air, blah, 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 whinge, whinge, whinge. Whereas when you're in a football stadium, there's people shouting at you. I don't think, imagine if you were in a room giving birth and there was a team of people across the hallway going, oh, you're rubbish, what are you doing? Terrible, get out, you don't know what you're doing. That would be a much more stressful birth. And that's why I think the footballers should be paid more because they've got to do all of that. I think they should have a billion a week, most of them. Neymar is worth that alone, just for one right foot. He's absolute quality. An interesting argument, Archie. I've realised <laughs> that you never, ever want to get a date ever again in your life um, with, with this sort of argument that's going on. Also, um, why would anyone be... I don't, I don't understand the, the, the correlation between playing football and having a baby. Just that one seems to be harder than the other one. Yeah, pretty much. And people complain that footballers are given too much money and that giving birth is the hardest thing in the world. And I'm like, okay, no, that's it. Do you want to add anything to this? I as the only person in the room. Red, if ever there a was straight a straight red. red that <laughs> straight is red. Yeah. Comparing a footballer to giving birth. <laughs> oh, wow, I'd rather play football. That's it's a lot easier. Football. Well, it was a terrible argument. I didn't agree with any of it, which means you get 10 goals. Archie Maddox there. So at the end of that round, Arsenal are on 25 and Man City are on 23. Now, next up, there's still everything to play for as we go into the round we call injury time here on TalkSport. This is Glory Hunters here on TalkSport, where Arsenal, in the shape of Archie Maddox and Bob Mills, have 25 goals. And Man City, represented by Natalie, I met Pele once, Sawyer, and Rick Wakeman have 23. You ever meet Pele, Rick? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Where did you meet Pele? Uh, in New York. It was, uh, I was one of the many owners of uh, Philadelphia Fury when the first American soccer league started in 76. Yeah. And Phil Woosnam, the old Aston Villa, oh, yeah. he, was, he was the head of, it, head of it all. So we were, me and... Uh, uh, 11 others, we bought the franchise for Philadelphia Fury and we took over players like Alan Ball and Frank Worthington and, and uh, Peter Osgood. We, we had a, a real fun side. that we, we took over all the bad boys yeah. and had a good time. And Armit Ertigan and uh, Nesri Ertigan, who were two brothers, Turkish brothers, who owned uh, WEA, really, Warner Brothers. Um, we were great friends because we, we were signed to their label. I got a call from Nesri uh, and, and Armit, and they said, you, you come and see it? I went, yeah. And Armit, Nessie knew a lot about football. Armit knew nothing about football yeah. at all. Nessie was a real knowledgeable man. And uh, Armit said to me, he said, he said, Rick, he said, we've got a chance to buy uh, two players uh, for Cosmos. And people forget Cosmos were getting 70,000 people to games. It was yeah. huge. And I said, oh, uh, who, are, who are they? He, he got this piece, he went, Peely. <laughs> and I said, I, I think you mean Pele. He said, it's spelled Peely. I said, OK, it, it, is, it is Pele. He said, any good? I said, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he said, should I, do you think I should buy? Because they were buying all the stars then. For the, and I said, I said, can you afford him? He said, of course I can afford him. I said, well, you should, you should buy him then. That's, that's brilliant. And the other, I said, who's the other one? He said, Bicky Bauer. And I said, Bicky. And he showed me a thing. And it was all, I said, Beckenbauer. Oh. And he went, any good? I said, 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, German captain lifted the walk. He's a, yeah, he's a bit good. He said, oh, good, okay, thank you. Oh, fantastic. And, and uh, the first game that Pele played at the, at the, the stadium, Armour introduced me to Pele and said, uh, said, said something silly to Pele, like, uh, he helped get you here. And, I, and he went, oh, he was, I'll be honest with you, totally bewildered by what went on there because this was way before things happened over here. They had cheerleaders, they had all sorts of things, and they had commentators through the game. I mean, I can remember when the game kicked off, the ball was sort of passed back to Beckenbauer and the announcement went, and now Beckenbauer's got the ball, everybody. And it was just, and Beckenbauer looked around, well, what the hell's going on here? It was, it was like that I quite like the idea of that. That sounds quite... Do you ever think, when you're in a position like that, do you ever go... All this because I took up the piano when you were, I don't know, how old you were, five, five, six? Five, yeah. So everything came, everything's come from you learning the piano when you were five I have been very old. fortunate to be able, like a lot, especially like a lot of musicians, to indulge in things that you love. And football, huge, huge love. Yeah. So to, to rub shoulders with a lot of footballers, which I'm still very fortunate to do today, is wonderful for me. Now, this is the 45th anniversary of Journey to the Centre of the Earth. Now, the thought of going on tour, does it fill you with joy? You're looking forward no, to it? No, I mean, I, I, I do a mixture of, of tours. We, we actually, just a few weeks ago, did Journey to the Centre of the Earth again at the Royal, Royal Festival Hall for a mm-hmm. couple of shows with the orchestra and choir and all the, uh, all the, all the everything that you could throw at it, which was great fun. Uh, I'm going out on tour again. This is just a, I, I do a piano tour as well, which is I go out and play the piano, tell lots of ludicrous stories. Um, yeah most of which have a semblance of truth to them. And I'm, I'm off to America to do seven weeks there with it, uh, which will be fun around the theatres. And then back to do a, a, a Christmas. I love doing Christmas shows. So yeah. I'm doing a Christmas show in, in throughout December. Do you play anything, Bob? Uh, no. Any instruments at all? Any musical no. ability? No, because I love music too much to insult it by trying <laughs> to do it myself. What's your karaoke song? Um, American Trilogy. Oh, is it? Of course it is. Which is your favourite bit of the American trilogy um, at the end? It's the false ending. Oh, yeah. It's the false ending to America because people oh, go too early on. The two go to, to the big um, hallelujah, <laughs> yeah. here's truth. But there's, an under, there's a first one, marching, oh, and he comes down first oh, and then yeah. he goes into the flute, I believe. Flute, yeah. I, I believe a flute. Clarinet, of course, has never been a big place for the clarinet. In only the world only when Acker built did Stranger yes. on the Shore. Well, of course, no, then everybody wanted yeah. to play Acker, on the you, you must know Acker. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Something you never say. There's the banjo player's Ferrari. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. <laughs> do you play any instruments, Archie? Uh, guitar and steel pan. Do you play? Uh, uh, do you? Yeah. And which, which is your favourite of those two? Uh, well, guitar is just easier to take around. Yeah. Steel pan, people look at you Do you, you use a guitar on stage? No, I'm not. Oh, you it. should. I have All jokes, comics mate. should have a comedy song. <laughs> not a cheat. <laughs> no, and, and steel pan, have you, have you what, what, do you play in a group or on your own? Or uh, I, I used to play in a group when I was very young. Now I play what were they uh, by called? myself. What were the group called? Yeah. The Calypsonians. Yeah. Oh, I like this. This is that good. Class. I like that. Actually. <laughs> it does sound like a, a nickname of a lower league football team. Mm. Yeah. A You've terrible got, one. You, <laughs> Back in the day, of course, when I started out, which was 30, over 30 years ago now, all comics, all comics had a guitar. Because no one had a full 20 or full 30. Well, it sort minutes. of came out of folk so music, you came didn't out, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you it just changed variety, the lyrics of a popular song. Oh, lovely. Love, uh, Natalie? 
Any, well, any what are you playing? Uh, no, I'm thinking there's an oboe in there or a, uh, a violin. Treble recorder. Treble recorder. And there the it is. violin. Yeah. Oh, yes. Wow. Grades, the, up to grade six and the violin. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. And I also that's did really I did learn a bit of piano and the organ. Very nice. Yeah. yeah Very nice. One, you still play the organ? No. 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 Where, where, where would she find the time? I know. Come on. Did you do that? Was that was with the pedals and that as well? Did no, you? it wasn't. It, we had a we had an organ. I suppose it was like a keyboard, but I, we had a proper teacher who came and taught me the oh, organ. Okay. On that. Archie, yeah. do you do karaoke? Uh, I don't, I have a few songs that I belt out. On, what do you do? Uh, I like um, a Safety Dance by Men Without Coats. Ah, uh, what a great song! I like what that song. a great song! Nice. I just find it a dance. really funny song. You can dance. Everybody do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just find it a really funny song. I love the answer. If your friends don't dance, they're no friends of mine. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I'm disrespecting your people. I know because they don't dance the yeah. way that I dance. Yeah. It's a great song. Natalie, we didn't hear your karaoke song. Do you know I love the Carpenters? Oh, so yeah, I, would I can see that. From, yeah, rainy days and Mondays. I think, oh. I think you could do a Carpenter's tribute. Do you I think Natalie it. could do a Carpenter's tribute? You sort of a lookalike. I, I love the Carpenters. I think Karen Carpenter's voice was just so special, so beautiful. Rainy yeah. days and Mondays. Rainy days and Mondays. That cheers everyone up in the pub on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Here we go. Rainy days and Mondays. Cheer She's up, back. everyone. <laughs> Fantastic. Right, well, we are getting to the dying moments of the game and we move into injury time where each side has 60 seconds to score as many goals as possible. As I said, the current scores are uh, Arsenal 25 and Man City 23. Now, remember, you're up against the clock, so speed is of the essence. The losing side is going to go first, which is Manchester City, Natalie and Rick. And quite simply, I need you to tell me which of the following are names of genuine football fanzines by answering true or right, false. Okay. Genuine football fanzines, true or false. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we hard. go. The Oat Cake. True. It is true at Stoke City. The Ledley King and I. True. That's I think it's true. true. It's false. Oh. War of the Monster Trucks. False. It's true Sheffield Wednesday. I love Supreme. True. It is true Sunderland. We have no potatoes. True. It's false. When skies are grey. It's false, gotta be. False. It's true, Everton. We are whaling. True. False. 4,000 holes. True. True, Blackburn Rovers. Knowing me, knowing you. Zaha. True. False. A kick up the R's. That's true. QPR, Earth, Wind and Maguire. <laughs> false. It is false. On cloud seven. True. Hull City. Top of the Clops. True. It's false. West Stand Bogs. True. It's true, Barnsley. There's yeah. a store where the creatures meet. True. True, St Mirren. The Filbert Street Preachers. False. It is false. The City Gent. True. It is true, Bradford City. Peter's Sister's Christmas. <laughs> true. No, that it's false. Be. There it is, the end of that round. And you scored nine, which takes you to 32 points. Next up, it is Arsenal, Bob Mills, Archie Maddox. You have 60 seconds to tell me which of the following are the names of teams that have one time or another competed in the North American Soccer League. You just have to answer true or false. Are we ready, lads? Yeah. Your time starts now. San Antonio Thunder. False. True. The Memphis Bells. False. False. The Baltimore Insomniacs. False. Tis false. The Seattle Sounders. True. True. The DC Superheroes. False. Tis false. Chicago Sting. True. Tis true. Las Vegas High Rollers. True. False. San Diego Jaws. True. True. Rochester Lancers. True. True. 
Raising Arizona. False. It is false. <laughs> Memphis Rogues. True. It is true. The Miami Vice Royals. False. <laughs> Portland Timbers. True. true. The Wisconsin Wickermen. False. It is false. Tulsa Roughnecks. True. It is true. The Hawaii Fivers. False. It is false. The St. Louis Spirits. True. It's false. Washington. There is the end of that one. So at the end of that round, Arsenal, you scored 14 goals, which takes you to 39 points, which means you win. There it is. Arsenal yes. 39, Manchester City 32. Rick, Natalie, any sort of bland post-match reaction you'd like to... Well, well, it's disappointing. It is disappointing. It? It's the sort of thing that I've come to expect from Arsenal teams. <laughs> it, the uh, getting easy questions, uh, sort of bluffing their way through things and just winning a game that they probably shouldn't have done. There we are. Arsenal, any, any reply? No, we won. I think we did very well. I'm so pleased with the number of goals we scored, but we've got to tidy it up at the back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, to our winners, Arsenal, we say... Look at his face! Just look at his face! And for our losers, Man City. You can hear what those fans think. They're answering you with you're not fit to wear the shirt. There we are. Many thanks to Natalie, Bob, Archie and Rick. Join us at the usual time of 9.30 next Sunday. Until next time, from myself and everyone here, it's goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 